This is Four Girls, One Podcast. All right, Beth, watch the president. This is Kristen from Maine. I was hoping those butt cracks would be blooming. <laughs> Jamie from Kentucky. I don't think I've ever had a peach. So- Amber from Indiana. <laughs> I was a big liar when I was a kid. And Kat from Alberta. We're all here. Honest to God, because I don't go out in the evening very often. Like, I'm not walking out in the evening. And all I could smell was hot. From my house to the hospital. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, amazing. The memes were killing me for that. My favorite one was that, that Canadians are about to get even nicer. <laughs> the only thing is, is there's been, uh, in Hamilton at least, there's been two car accidents. Or oh, two. yeah. I With, know. Our police department yeah. made sure to send the, sell, like, share the article on Facebook. I'm pretty sure people get in car accidents anyways. So I have um, Hillsong Church TV network playing on my TV right now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is like uh, an empire. Yeah. It's really creepy. It's really creepy. And you know what else is creepy? Um, you, when you're looking them up, you can't find anything negative about them. No, it's hard. Which tells me, like, they've got a team working 24-7 scrubbing, you know, any negative feedback. Because a church of this size worldwide is for sure going to have people who are not happy about it. Right. Yeah. How long has this been going on, or do you know? Like, I never heard of this until you guys mentioned it. Early 80s. Really? Established in 83 in Australia. Out of touch. And then I just rewatched that episode two of uh, what the hell is it called? Haunted. Haunted. The Haunted. Right before we started. I was actually more freaked out by the first one. (laughs) No, the first one was very creepy. The second one, though, I did not expect it. And so at the end, I was like, what the hell did I just watch? Yeah. Yeah. And they like ended it so (laughs) abruptly, like, uh. There's no follow up. There's no, like, the grandson got rid of all the evidence. Yeah, that was So really this weird. is like a murder scene and there's no evidence. <laughs> I, I Googled it a little bit to see like if anything was done about it because everybody on Twitter was freaking out about it because it's like this yeah. man obviously murdered, you know, dozens of people. of people. It says, we relayed what we were told to the authorities. The whole thing is shocking and emotional. No feedback from law enforcement. Hopefully the show adds pressure and leads to an investigation. You don't even need to add the ghosts or the demons. No, or I know. Whatever else. Your life was a horror story. It was a horror story. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it looks like I, Jamie's just lurking. Did you end up watching it then, Jamie? Well, I mean, I want, uh, I guess episode two was the last episode that I like paid actual attention to. And then I just had it on while I was, you know, doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, episode two, I have questions <laughs> like any information at all would have been yeah. really good <laughs> <laughs> this was uh okay so first of all i turned on haunted being like hey let's watch a little spooky half hour show you know mm-hmm. and episode one yeah. was a spooky half hour show then episode two opens up and it's like a horrific tale of abuse in this backwoods family 
Like it was written by Rob Zombie. Right. <laughs> yes. And we were watching and Lincoln and I both burst out laughing because uh, the woman goes, my name is Turlin. And, but we both thought she said Turlet. <laughs> I, I didn't think that, but that is what I thought when I was like, God, that sounds like Turlet. <laughs> so we were like, was this poor girl's name Turlet? <laughs> so, well, her parents were assholes, so. <laughs> oh, poor Turlet. So. <laughs> and then um, they had to roll an orange on the floor or else oh they'd get God. backhanded. As yeah. soon as that happened, I was like, this is not going to be a good place. This is, we're not going to good places right now. <laughs> it's about to go down. <laughs> yeah, because when that's your warm up for the story. Yeah. <laughs> like for most How people, that it? would be like their horrific heart like childhood story you know yeah right um okay there was the song the mom used to sing a song right yeah to the girls the song yeah and her okay turlet's creepy sister can we talk (laughs) about her her if that was her sister or her cousin or whatever who i don't know but whoever she was she gave me the creeps the whole time (laughs) oh how could she not the whole time, every time she'd say something, I was like, oh. <laughs> then I think I kind of blacked out for a little bit because I was like, I couldn't figure out what was happening with the story. Or maybe did it just go straight into that they'd like to bring home strays? Right. Or, it totally yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've now watched this episode three times and I am like. <laughs> She's like, my childhood was real shitty. My parents were serial killers. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Turlet. (laughs) Yeah, they brought home two people, a a man and a woman. Yeah. And he bludgeoned the woman to death. Right? Yeah. And then danced with her bleeding corpse. Yeah. And while her feet were like dragging the ground, it was really creepy. Yeah, yeah. And then something I, I, they didn't show the guy's body though, so I'm just no. assuming that he was dead. Yeah. Well, yeah. whenever the, the dad is like loading up the truck later, there's already someone oh, in the back of the truck. Yeah. Whenever he's loading up like the sec, like the the body. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I didn't notice that. Just a regular Saturday night. Just a regular Saturday night. Okay, so then can one of you guys explain the rest to me? Because I'm really confused. Her dad was like a psycho and then was, you know, killing people because he's a psychopath. But then he also got possessed by the devil. Okay. And was yeah. like that. Well, they so, said that he was like summoning it. Like he was like. That was when he was dancing by the fire? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Looking super fly. <laughs> you know what thing that was, you know what was the best? Where she was like, "You could tell there was something evil in this house." You think? I know. Yeah, they kept talking about the the haunting or whatever. Like it was like yeah. the weirdest thing, and then we're like, "Dude, your fucking dad's bludgeoning women." I know. <laughs> I know. I know the part that I that got me is she's like something something changed in him my dad was always crazy but this was yeah this was not him like your dad was always a freaking murderer right (laughs) (laughs) who would backhand you for not rolling the orange correctly yeah (laughs) 
Like, what kind of entertainment is that? Yeah. That's just, like, shitty psychopath behavior so that you can backhand your kids. Yeah. yeah. That's all that was about. And threatened to, to like, honest. slit their throats and stuff. Like, right. obviously, Oh, yeah, you know, he tried to kill her. I get, like, the control. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I totally forgot about that part. <laughs> <laughs> they waited, like, 28 years. I know. Is he still alive? Is that maybe why? Died no, nine died years like, ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh. The mom killed him. And yeah. The mom killed him while he slept, stuffed his face with a pillow. And then the first thing that the daughter says is, Well, you got to move in with us now. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. God. <laughs> I missed that. Right. There was so much <laughs> going on weird. in this. Also, <laughs> with Sadie, the, the weird sister, Sadie, her. Yeah. Her son is there, and he's talking about like his relationship with their with his grandfather, their right. father. And I'm like, how would you ever ever let your child come in contact with that? That person? yes, I had a That's big what problem I was with that. Say. I am so confused yeah. about the timeline there because they like first they were talking about when they were kids, and then they were grown, and then they were back to when she was like a teenager. And I'm like, how far apart were they in age that this this woman already has a son? I think I that maybe the dad was like, the father of the son. Don't you? I wondered that too. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I wondered that too. <laughs> but, I, and she was probably like a teenager, like maybe like 16 when that happened. Yeah, when okay, he tried to I'm, murder I'm, her and she ran away. No, the, yeah, other, no, the other one. <laughs> the one that has the kid. <laughs> See what I mean? I know. It was... There was but the part so where he shoved his, his that kid's face in there, I, like my face just like distorted <laughs> for the rest of the show. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> I kind of thought the that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you would. <laughs> uh, it was just so silly, you know. Like, <laughs> he's like taking these dig like big deep sniffs of this carcass, you know. Oh, it's so, so ridiculous. <laughs> And then whenever he was, like, rolling around in his living room, like, breaking everything. <laughs> yes! What was that about? Why, Why was he that so funny? Possessed. <laughs> so then, oh the God. son, the grandson, mm, son, he's, like, his own, uh, what would he be to himself? His own uncle? Yeah. It never said that the dad was the father. Like, we're just, we're just Come saying on, we're that, right? We're speculating. <laughs> We're speculating with a really high probability. I would just say, I would say so. Or it was a stray. Because my question is, is what, uh, like, who did she do it with and then move it? Like, there's no way that the father would allow her to move in with some guy. Right. Right. Right? Yeah, because no outsiders were allowed in the house, except for the strays. So did she marry another psycho killer? (gasps) Maybe she did. They were like the real life Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh my god. So then the grandson is living there now, but there yeah. are just bloody handprints randomly appearing on the ceiling. Yeah, I didn't understand what the point of was of him staying there. Like, if and why were those handprints out... like baby handprints? <laughs> I swear to god, I was like, did he kill children? Is that what they're doing here? Like, no. <laughs> They were like the tiniest little handprints. Yeah, I don't understand any of it. Yeah, I didn't either. But then, okay, so what was the sister's name there? Sadie. Sadie. Okay, so Sadie leans forward and she's like, but that, if you burn the house down, that won't end the evil. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and no, I was like, at her oh, house now. she's totally the killer. <laughs> she's the killer. <laughs> if this was a movie, she would have killed everyone in that room. <laughs> what kind of relationship do those two sisters have that, like, whenever it's showing uh, Turlet as a teenager <laughs> and apparently her sister's not there anymore and like that was the catalyst for her leaving is because her sister like took her camping and they had a wonderful evening or whatever. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. So obviously her sister like wasn't in the house at that time. And then later, whenever her son calls uh, his aunt about, you know, the house being super creepy or whatever, he says that he doesn't know her. Like he's never met her. Right. I totally missed that. At that time. Yeah. Yeah. Kristen, Man. you watched it three times. What is happening? I know, but there's so much going on. <laughs> I was just trying on. to figure out, like, you know, like what is up and down at this point. Because I was like, this is just honestly the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, no, that, where did Turlet go when she ran away? Where did she go? <laughs> she was gone. Didn't say. <laughs> where? You don't just She's walk left. out of the woods covered in blood and be like, okay, well, now I'm going to go start my new life. That's not <laughs> how it works. <laughs> you walk out of the woods all bloody. Cops are getting called. Right. I agree. Showing up. Maybe dad was the police chief, too. Oh. <laughs> what do you guys think the, like, the probability is of this being true? Of there being like a serial killer who... Uh, you know, completely escaped detection until today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because that was the, when I looked it up, because I, I was like, what was, I need like an ex- explanation about this, you know, like, is this real case <laughs> or something? It's on Reddit, people were like, you know, there's no way this is real. There's no way. It was all over the place. But I mean, I don't know. You wouldn't think that Robert Picton's story was real, but he he really evaded capture for so long. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, if you think about like the amount of like missing people, you know, like right. who knows where they went or how they are accounted for. They're probably in the woods in upstate New York. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Turlet would be able to tell them where the bodies were buried if they right, contacted yeah. her. I cannot. But the grandson said something about like, go a to place the that his, that the his granddad. <laughs> go to bed. Good night. Tell her if she doesn't knock it off. We're going to start calling her Turlet. <laughs> we're going to start calling you Turlet if you don't stop. <laughs> She's not threatened. She likes it. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I. it doesn't seem like it's real because it's just so crazy, but. And what was the deal with the grandson going to like clean up and he finds all the trophies that his grandpa left and then just like throws them all away. Right. And he just threw them away. Didn't turn them over to the police. How was that going to bring closer? Like, have they never ever thought of like the families of these missing people? Nope. You know? No. Obviously not. I think that they're just like. I think that house was probably portrayed as being way prettier than it really is. <laughs> yeah. Well, the outside looked nice, but the inside was dog shit. I know. It looked like the basement in episode three, actually. 
had that same look. Yeah. Yeah, I'm um, sure they didn't film it like at the actual murder house. The slaughterhouse, excuse me. <laughs> the slaughterhouse. That's never a good sign. No. Mm. Yeah, I don't get it. I just, it's like, so how did they run these? Um, how did they find these people? Like, what kind of, right? You know, like, do you have the craziest? Okay, Maya says goodnight. Go upstairs. Do you have, like, what's your craziest, you know, possible story of a haunting? It doesn't have to be true. (laughs) (laughs) And if there's a possibility that your father was also a serial killer, just throw that in, too. (laughs) Right. Right. And also, how does it not affect them more? Which I guess I shouldn't assume, like, you know, how they recover or whatever, but... You gotta know the oldest one's nuts. No, the older sister is Looney Tunes. I can't get over the, like, the song, and I was like, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Like, that was the, the, very, the very beginning of the episode, and I was like, I don't know what's happening in this show at this point. <laughs> Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Even the fir- the end of the first episode where the guy's like, well, she's back and I don't yeah. know how much longer I have. You're telling this to your daughter? I might die tomorrow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, over. The end. <laughs> first, up, why doesn't he, like, carry some sage in his pocket or something? You know? Like, oh. Shouldn't he, like, put a salt ring around himself or something? <laughs> you would think so. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I would just fill my pockets with sage, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I forgot that at the beginning of the episode, they said that the house was an Indian burial ground, right? Yeah. Didn't they say that? <laughs> They did that... say that, but then it never came up again. Right. <laughs> At the slaughterhouse? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be about, like, skinwalkers or something cool, but no. I know. <laughs> it's even better. It's serial killers. <laughs> right? <laughs> I like the format, how they go, like, you know, they have people tell their stories, but then they also let the rea- reenactment tell, like, part of the story, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was cool that, you know. <laughs> what? What? Is that Amber's dog? <laughs> that diamond? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm... that dog is on an Indian burial ground. I <laughs> <laughs> I thought I admitted oh. you guys, but I guess not. <laughs> you did for a minute, but... <laughs> well, Wyatt was crying, so I'm laying in bed with her, and that was William that made that noise. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> I'm trying to get Wyatt off the boob, but she won't unlatch. So. <laughs> Is she t- She must be tired, huh? Well, she slept like 12 hours last night. Oh. Which was shocking. It never happens. 
That's a long time. But yeah, I, I, I can't talk, you know, very loudly. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Is Kat still here? I haven't heard her voice in a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm right here. Okay. <laughs> I was being quiet. It's like we're all in the dark at a sleepover. Yeah. <laughs> Are you awake? I, about- I wanted you guys to be t- still talking about this when I was able to get back, but I was looking up the haunted like information, and this tweet says, "Okay, you know what, Netflix, you lost me. <laughs> I, gave, I gave you a shot with the murder family, who literally did nothing to help the victims, and even with the UFO lady. But this horny ass ghost is where I draw the line." <laughs> oh, then I've got to see that one. I know. Episode? That's the one where you see titties. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Bonus. <laughs> These are my favorite stories. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but another thing about the, the slaughterhouse one is that Turla at the end is like, we need to burn that house down. You know? Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, burn- and destroy all of that evidence? I know. Exactly. <laughs> Have you not obstructed justice enough? <laughs> These people should like, all be going to jail, right? Maybe for sure they should all be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that kid yeah. threw away like a ton of evidence, like <laughs> knowingly. You know? Yeah. He's like, "Oh, that's depressing. Better get rid of that." <laughs> <laughs> what a bummer, Grandpa! <laughs> right? They're probably the serial killers, and their dad never really existed. Oh my god! <laughs> it was yeah. It was probably psycho, like Norman Bates style. He was like in a wheelchair in the attic. Ah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching. Um, I have it on closed caption right now, but uh, I'm watching Hillsong TV. Oh my god! What is that? <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, so um, you know this crazy Hillsong church have you heard about it i've heard of hillsong uh, like i know about it like vaguely you know what i mean i don't know like intense details or anything okay so i know a little bit about it because i've been looking it up but like i was telling um sorry i'm can you guys hear me wheezing no No. is that coming across okay (laughs) sorry my asthma and allergies are just going crazy we turned the heat on so it's like death time for me right Mm-hmm. All the dust is being pushed out of your vents, like into your face, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you can't hear me, I don't. As long as I'm not like, <laughs> that's how it in my head. inside your head. Yeah. <laughs> in my head, it sounds that loud. <laughs> when I get like this, I'm like, you know, the little boy from the Secret Garden. <laughs> that's what I feel like, just laying in a room, staring out of the window, like right. someday. Someday I will experience the sunlight myself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hillsong Church. I'm going to get serious. It's very serious. Okay, so (laughs) Hillsong Church was started in 1983. And it's like the current, like, hot celebrity church. Chris Pratt goes there. Justin Bieber goes there. Um... Selena, Selena Gomez, I think the Kardashians go there. So there are mm-hmm. locations in Australia, of course, because that's where it started. Bali, Berlin, Buenos Aires, uh, um, California, Canada, 
Canada. Oh. Kat, do you have something to say about that? No. I don't know. We're in Canada. Um, France, Germany. She's their secret agent. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not just that. It's like, so this is humongous. This is a giant worldwide Christian church. It's affiliated with Assemblies of God, which lots of, there are lots of churches that are Assemblies of God. Like, if you, um, you can find lists online. Um, but so this is giant. But like you can't find really anything about them except for what seem to be like press releases, basically. Right. You know? Like there's no like there are like so articles. Dark. There was one by Cosmopolitan and it was like Hillsong is like super cool. <laughs> <laughs> And there was one, there was one, like, the, the heaviest hitting article I found about Hillsong was done by Seventeen. Oh, yeah. Oh, a magazine? Seventeen magazine. <laughs> in a, in an expose by Seventeen. <laughs> yes. So that just gets, that makes me very suspicious when I can't find anything online about a church like this, you know? Yeah. Right. Because there would be dissatisfied people. There's no way that they that everyone is perfectly happy with Hillsong. So then you start looking into more like they um, they believe in tithing. Um, they say that no one's told that they have to tithe. So that's like giving a percentage of your money. Mm-hmm. But um, they take in like something like $100 million a year this church does and they only give 10 to 15 percent back to charity yeah. <laughs> that's pretty normal for charities <laughs> like for nonprofits, right mm-hmm. wow so that's just a lot of money and they don't yeah. have any real estate they don't seem like all over their website it says stuff like we we rent ballrooms for our whatever for our churches and they don't own churches. They don't. So where's all that money going? It's all going. It's got to be going to like the board and the preachers and the the leaders. Um, right now, the leader is Brian Houston. Yeah. And his dad started uh, Hillsong. It was pr- originally called the Hills Christian Life Center. Mm-hmm. And... He was accused nine boys came forward and said that he had they he had sexually abused them. So nine kids came forward as after they were adults. And mm-hmm. we know that only a percentage what well, I don't know what it is for boys, but it's a it's like what one one in three or something women actually yeah. come forward after they've been abused. So I would imagine mm-hmm. it's even less for boys. Yeah. yeah. And um only one like filed a suit, but it was it was settled for ten thousand dollars. Um this he was a grown up at the time. This man met with Brian and someone on the board and signed uh an agreement for a ten thousand dollar settlement on a dirty napkin at a McDonald's. <gasps> Mm-hmm. 
And um, Brian Houston, as part of this agreement, did not turn his dad into the police. No charges were filed against his dad right away. Um, but part of the settlement was that his father, who had done this horrible, like, systematic abuse, would just um, retire and none of this would be made public. But then I guess someone came forward and yeah. made it public. The, uh, I was looking at my guide and Hillsong has a channel on my TV which I've been watching. Apparently they offer subscription boxes so you can get Jesus sent right to you every month. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> Guys, he won't come there on his own. Right. <laughs> You've got to pay thirty nine ninety nine and get a sweaty Bieber hat or something. <laughs> so they also sell, they're running ads constantly on this channel. So um, since we've been talking, there's been about 10 minutes of like preaching the whole rest of the time has been ads for books, CDs, the uh, subscription box, of course. Mm-hmm. The other thing that they do to make the celebrities feel special is they give them VIP seating. Um, so they don't have to sit with the normal people, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> when Their they're chairs working. Are like two inches higher than everyone right. else's. <laughs> they have like a, it says that they have like VIP seating area. So, you know, when Chris, Chris Pratt goes to speak in tongues at this church, he doesn't have to do it with normal people. They also offer all of these additional services. So there's like Hillsong United, which is a, uh, music label they have kids music they have uh, hillsong college that's in australia they have oh my god there's so much then there's also this other thing where you can basically like they say that you're totally um independent but you can it looks like you kind of franchise your church to be a part of the hillsong network and then they'll offer you you know like how to best market your church and how to um, do these creepy pictures that they have all over the website of the people on the board. And the... <laughs> Have you guys looked at the website at all? I'm looking no, at it right now. No. <laughs> okay. I can't remember where I found it because I was looking to see if there were any Hillsong churches near us. Cause we have a whole bunch of like uh, new wannabe mega churches around here that have bought up different properties and like have like 2,500 members or something like that. And they offer different types of things. They're like these, um, you know, of course the pictures of the preacher are like, they're all, you know, like photo shoot pictures. They don't look like a regular church website where it's just like, you know, the minister in front of the, in front of the church, you know, just like obviously taken by some Joe Blow. But these are like, full-on like photo shoot pictures of the different people and there's lists of all the different churches that have obviously paid to be a part of this network and so i just find all of this very creepy yeah it's very (laughs) reminiscent of like when scientology first started becoming like more popular or people talking about it more yeah it does you didn't know like anything about it 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you can't find anything that the church hasn't approved of, basically, it looks like. Right. It's just all very controlled and very weird. From what I can mm-hmm. tell, like, it seems like they're, they're, I don't know, recruiting, I'm going to say, a lot of the young, like, pop stars, like Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez, they also, like, Kylie and Kendall, and then they also and have Nick Jonas, which I'm extremely disappointed in. Right <laughs> <laughs> so, like, isn't maybe Nick that... Jonas, isn't he, like, the gay one? Yeah. <laughs> don't say that to is Nick Amber. Jonas gay? <laughs> <laughs> Which one of like? Because I, I feel like I've seen, a, gay. I've seen like, a, lot of, a lot of blind items. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes my well, chances. <laughs> <laughs> blind items are all true. You guys didn't know. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and oh, and the other thing is that they. Um, you know, like they're trying to appeal to young people. There have been a lot of scandals around the fact that this group seems to really um, not want to say it, but really not want anything to do with people who are not straight. That's what I oh, just yeah. read that. It says here, he, this guy who left the church, he says he claims Hillsong has a zero tolerance for homosexuality. Right. Like, oh, I good. guess. It seems like you can attend, but you can't have a leadership position. You can't, because they, like, wouldn't marry someone who were leaders of the New York Choir, you know, the New York Hillsong Choir. Um, yeah, they just, it just seems, so they're okay with pedophilia. <laughs> well, of course. But gay people are gross. Right, obviously. Yeah. But that's just unnatural. <laughs> right? It says here, this guy says, the ex-Hillsong parishion, I can't say that word, said um, summer camps of up to 400 boys in Australia would be encouraged to strip off and go on naked runs together at night on the beach. No. He said the, pa- he said the pastor would get up and say, shirts off. There would be up to 400 people in the room, some as young as 13 and 14. When they would get up, people would start leering and saying, go to the gym and bulk up more. That's horrendous. Yeah, he said yeah. he tried to raise his issues with the pastors, and he added, I said, if if it were any other church, the police would be called. He says it faces allegations of homophobia, child abuse, and financial greed. No kidding. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, that's I think insane. we should, yeah, I think we're going to have to all keep an eye, like, keep watching Hillsong, because it seems to me like this is going to be bigger than Scientology. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and this seems more. It seems very um, sinister. Yeah, it like, seems yeah. more sinister, Abusive it? And but you know what? The thing about Scientology is they keep it to themselves. Like you can't really penetrate that wall unless you have a lot of money. Whereas yeah. Hillsong, yeah. you can get involved with, and then you're going to be going on night runs on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! If they told me to strip down, and go overnight run. I, I need support from from a bit. <laughs> I got a lot of a lot of jiggle. Mm. <laughs> I'll lay down and like roll across the beach. <laughs> I'd be complaining the whole time. I'm watching a baptism right now. The stage this, opened the, up, and there's a pool in the stage. This is fucking well, crazy. Carl Lentz, the one who's in the U.S., 
he baptized Justin Bieber in a bathtub because that's the holiest of water. <laughs> that's a whole bunch of weird that that guy, Carl Lentz, is that his name? Yeah. He is odd. Yeah, he is. He creeps me out. He like it. kind of reminds me of like from the the path. He kind of reminds me of like Cal from the path. You know, like the guy who thinks he's the the next the leader, but he's really just like a psycho. Funny how often that happens. So, Kat, what else did you see about him? Because I oh, was reading no. and I looked at a picture of him and I was like, this guy is creepy as hell. Yeah. Well, I just I watched an interview with him on The View. Joy Behar. She was kind of giving them the third degree. I love her because she's so aunt. She's so just, you know, she's just in your face. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> she's just like, no bullshit. No, nothing. But his it was his. The way he was answering questions was just this very um, politically correct way of answering everything so that he could say no wrong mm-hmm. yeah. and then try to flip it to make it sound like you were just against him. Like, that's what I was picking up off it. Like, he was just given this, um, our religion is, it, it's great, it's perfect. You guys are kind of the wrong ones, but doing it in such a way that you couldn't argue him does oh that make sense like yeah they're they're well trained in public right. speaking i am not <laughs> <laughs> yeah the closest i've found because it does seem very like um uh, culty, you know, like you're if you're in it, you're in the <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's so secretive and and strange. It's just very yeah. strange. And they take and, like ten percent from everyone. Yes. <laughs> so did you guys say that Kylie Jenner was a part of this church? I thought yeah. that the Jenners or the Kardashians were a part of this. This says Kenner Kenner. <laughs> <laughs> Kendall and Kylie. (laughs) Um, There's one quote in here that just tells you that it's very culty, like you said. Let me find it real quick. It said something about not being a part of a church. You're part of a movement, which is, you know, yeah, you're not just part of a church. You're part of a movement, which just sounds like a There you go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's also (laughs) a rock concert. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they've made the culteducation.com website. Oh, I don't know why I couldn't like, find this before. I was like really searching. I was trying to figure out. Because I thought did for you sure Google Hillsong? <laughs> Hillsong. I googled like Hillsong cult. <laughs> but one of the articles that popped up said um, how to cure anorexia with exorcisms. Mm. Nice. And apparently they had a school program that for girls who had um, <clears throat> um, self-esteem problems where they'd teach them how to do their makeup and teach them how to behave correctly. And the schools <laughs> would pay, the schools would pay the church to run these classes and the parents had to pay for the makeup and hair products and stuff like oh, that. Oh, wow. They teach them how to give like blowjobs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like you want you want the boys to like you, right? <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> God. 
I think this was in Australia. I think that they've done a lot more stuff in Australia. It's where it originated, isn't it? Yeah, and so they've been around there, and so I bet that they are really testing the waters there to see how much they can get away with. Yeah, And then once they're firmly ensconced in America with, you know, Bieber Bieber running (laughs) the services or whatever. Oh, my God. (laughs) Doing cocaine off the podium. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) There's just all kinds of nefarious shit that happens in this church. I mean, mm-hmm. churches are problematic. Yes. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and I feel I feel like I'm not going out on a limb to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that is like super rich, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like not that tax. seems to yeah. be, be the divide. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust anybody with millions and billions of dollars. I don't even trust Oprah. I'm right? sorry. I know everybody. Oh, Oprah's a part of Oprah has <laughs> had Brian, what's his name on her channel? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Yes. She's Brian, a big supporter. <laughs> <laughs> She's a big supporter of of uh, Hillsong. Oh. Oh, yeah. See, don't trust her. See? Yeah. And I will tell you, I was very sad because I found out that the person who offered, um, the person who's, the man who's on the board of Hillsong who offered the $10,000 payment to this poor person who was so horribly abused is the head of Gloria Jean's coffee. I don't know I don't, about you. I don't, I don't know who Gloria Jean is. Me Gloria neither. <laughs> Apparently is this Australian uh, like coffee place, like before Starbucks, you know? Okay. And, oh. But we had one in our mall and we still have it. And that was, like, the place to go to get a hot chocolate in high school was Gloria Jean's. And I always thought it like it was a a big reveal. (laughs) (laughs) I always thought, this is just personally for me. I always thought, (laughs) I always thought that it was, like, some local coffee place. It turns out it's, like, a giant, you know, cult, (laughs) cult, culty coffee place. Which just goes to my theory that I'd be so easy to get into a cult. Yeah, if there was yeah. an actual, like, culty coffee place, like, <laughs> how often would you go there, honestly? Oh, my God, I would go there all the time. If it was cult-themed, <laughs> but not a cult, like, that would be fantastic. I want both. I want to be in a cult. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said that I would want to, like, run my own cult, but then I was like, oh, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of energy you to get to all the kind of be, like, a narcissist. Right. right. I'd like to be like maybe third in charge. Right. <laughs> like all I the benefits. Be, I'll be like fourth in charge so that whenever the leader starts going insane and uh, blaming everyone around him, I'm far enough away that, oh, yeah. that the blame won't fall on me. <laughs> I thought this through, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. So it says, this was in 2008, this article. Um, exorcisms to cure mental illness and drug addiction, lockering, locking vulnerable people away from friends and family. Prayer is a solution to all problems. Sounds mm-hmm. like a psych ward from last century, but it's actually the mercy way. The once mighty mercy ministries, a secretive outfit that 
purports to treat young women, again, women, with mental illness is now in trouble. Bankrolled by a Pentecostal group called Hillsong Church. And Hillsong aligned Gloria Jean's coffees. Come on. The group has been <laughs> the subject of a number of complaints to authorities. So they were, they were told they'd get treatment um, for anorexia. And they were given exorcisms and prayer study. Did, um, did it work? Kept as prisoners. Cut off from the outside world with no TV or newspapers. No, didn't work. No, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. And they had to pay for the service, too. So she, her free treatment meant signing over her Centrelink payments. That sounds to me like maybe it's a welfare payment. And treatment didn't include access to doctors, psychologists, or social workers. <sighs> Creepy. So I it don't looks understand like understand how people trust this like at all to even get involved in the first place. I don't know. Like, don't you think that you would like hop on a quick Google before you start giving like ten percent <laughs> of all of your earnings to this place? Oh my god, you would think so. But you know what? I mean, look who. Okay, look at Bieber. Right? Bieber's not like. Um, it doesn't look like Bieber had like the best upbringing as far as like supportive, loving family. Like, right? Doesn't you know? seem like that mm-hmm. stable. So maybe they they maybe this guy, whoever I can't remember anyone's name. Um, <laughs> if it was what was it? Lentz is that his name? Yep. Okay. So. He um, he knows enough to target people who are hurting mm-hmm. and rich and mm-hmm. be everything to them. And then he can suck them in and, and bleed them dry. It's kind of like uh, the pyramid schemes, <laughs> like MLMs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Basically, except on. for you don't even get anything. No. No, yeah, you get to sit in a special chair. <laughs> okay. Very skeptical of this place. I'm not even, I don't even have Bieber fever either. <laughs> wow. Bieber fever either. <laughs> but I feel like he's just a sad, a sad kid, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this, uh, Lentz. Lentz guy was also um, a pastor to a basketball team at one point. So he was well known, like, by, you know, with sports oh, teams see, yeah. and stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know, keep an eye out because Hillsong is creepy. Mm-hmm. Don't be joining any churches. Don't join any <laughs> churches. Ever. Especially when they ask for some of your income. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. Especially when they ask for your income and it's compulsory. Right. <laughs> I just, uh, I mean, I know like Jehovah's Witnesses do that. Like, you know, you just automatically give a percentage of your income. But I didn't really think that, you know, newer churches would start doing that. But I guess that's how you make sure you have the money coming in. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even, like, like evangelists, you know, like, they don't make you give them money, but they, like, sure ask for it enough 
<laughs> to make you feel bad. Yeah, because right. I mean, I've I've literally seen them like telling people to send in their rent and stuff. Wow. They're like, do it now, and you know, God will take care of you whenever it's time for your stuff. But I oh, need that. Yeah. Because I need a jet. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They do that. Mm-hmm. It's just disgusting. Yeah. Well, you know, like, we'll see. We have, you know, the older churches around here that do, like, a lot of really good work for people and stuff like that. They don't really oh, have yeah. a lot of, you know, like... Um, I'm not saying that all churches are bad or like, no, all no. religions are bad, but evangelists are bad i'll just yeah. say oh my god yeah. you know like you see the evangelists places. can suck a dick yeah well even like <laughs> a church that has 2500 members and expects expects all those people to tithe 10 percent of their income but you know that they're all all that money's tax-free and there's no records of you know necessarily where it's going or Right. Anything like that. So who's it going no, that's it's theirs into now. the pockets of the preacher? It's not going into anyone else. Or it's going for like all of these young boys that they're abusing. Gross, yeah. Buying kids from Nicaragua or whatever. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who knows? <laughs> I thought that I saw something about like um, Hillsong uh, that there were like political connections to Hillsong too which wouldn't surprise me oh I, I haven't heard that but um I don't know if I just was like thinking about it myself and then I told myself that was true <laughs> oh yeah here it is political influence hang on a second um it has done a lot of stuff in Australia it looks like and then yeah, because that's pretty new in America. But yeah. they they have made a lot of donations to, you know, different parties in America. I mean, in uh, Australia and stuff like that. So they obviously, you know, try to get involved in as many places as they possibly can. So that's Hillsong. There was just so, I, you know, once you start looking into it, it's like there's so many different rabbit holes you can go down. Mm-hmm. Stuff like this is so scary, you know? Yeah. Everything's so scary all the time. I know. I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> Should we read that blind item? Oh, geez. Yeah. Connected. Okay, so you know how we last week we talked about Brittany Murphy was possibly, allegedly, <laughs> murdered by um, uh, Dode Al-Fayed's dad, Muhammad Al-Fayed. Slash her own mother. Slash her own mother, too. Yes. Okay. So, Jamie found this one. I read blind items all day today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not? Now that we know the truth. Okay. Right. So, and this that- one says... Look what happens when you don't tell your people to stand down on all those deaths related to a family I talked about on that podcast and that house down south. The next thing you know, you are dead. I bet the second in command closes the investigations down in a hurry. And the reveal is journalist Jamal Khashoggi 
killed inside Saudi consulate. And it's connected to the South, the St. Charles house of horrors, which was also connected to our Brittany Murphy story. So basically um, we're all in terrible danger. (laughs) (laughs) So the idea is that Khashoggi was investigating the Saudis and probably something else that Al-Fayed is invest- involved in, or maybe other people who are involved in other things connected to that St. Charles house, which there were, to- like, blinds related to, like, you know, people being recorded during sex acts or mm-hmm. uh, what else? Um, that someone died, someone high profile died after being, you know, exposed or something like that. So... So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if that investigation was shut down because there's just so much. I mean, it already took like, what, 10 days for any information to get out. Yeah, it's like nobody's really talking about it and like seems to care to find out why this guy was like murdered, you know? Yeah, cut a cut apart with a bone saw while he was alive. Yeah, that's insane. The consulate on the conference room table. Mm. On that doesn't send a message, right? Right. Yeah. So I just saw a thing today that said something about maybe that he was going to expose that the Saudis had, you know, uh, been doing something with nuclear weapons or something, but. I read another tweet about this whole situation and it said basically anytime you hear all of the mainstream press going along with the exact same story, you should probably be suspicious of what's really going on. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) what are they covering up? Like everything all the time. (laughs) Everything all the time. Yes. So now I'm just living in a constant state of fear. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) so i have some notes do it (laughs) have you guys watched any of making a murderer yes second the part two have you watched it yeah i'm finished finished it it? yeah well yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's how they talk yeah 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 Well, there's so much going on, but I wrote a few things down about, uh, like, what she's trying to do is find a different suspect, somebody else that could have committed the murder. And at the end of the the show, she had Scott Taddock, uh, which is Brendan's stepdad, and Brendan's brother, Bobby, which... I didn't even suspect that at all. And I couldn't believe when she said that because the guy is in the documentary. Mm-hmm. I kept waiting for them. And then when she went off on the phone and she was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it was fantastic. Whoa. <laughs> so well, she was the very first, There's a brief period where they said who else could have done it. And I'm pretty sure I remember watching it. And Steve saying, I think it was Bobby. Yeah, I, remember I think they that. even brought up Scott, too, because he was, yeah. and they even said, too, but it was very brief, like, it was just yeah. kind of, like, mentioned really quickly, but yeah. um, that they were the only, they were each other's alibis. Right. Yeah. That was brought up a lot. 
but um and then during this one the uh the mom brendan's mom had tweeted something about or not tweeted but facebook something about um where they were and basically said the opposite of what bobby said on the stand right so uh kathleen zellner was like freaking pumped (laughs) (laughs) she was like that's not that's you know perjury because he lied and she confirmed that he lied but my favorite one though and i me and cody both said when we watched it that it was the ex-boyfriend right oh there's a ton of shit that i had no idea about like um the part where they were talking about how he received 22 calls from that unknown number at the same time that avery or stephen avery's brother saw the headlights on the um on the road, like so, Catherine Kathleen's down there was saying that it was the the police calling and letting him know where to park the Rav Four. <gasps> is what she was thinking. So, like, mm-hmm. the police were in on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The interesting part, which I was like so pumped about, was a witness came forward after watching the first uh, part of the documentary, and he said that he talked to a police officer. He walked into a gas station after seeing a the RAV4 like sitting on the side of the road and then when he got to the gas station there was a a poster that that had Teresa Hallbach on there and it had a picture of her car so he's like so he walks into the gas station and a cop is there and he said hey I just seen this vehicle right down the road from here and it was that Sergeant Colson who was Mm -hmm. one of the police officers and he said all right you know whatever and so he didn't think anything more about it and then that's I remember in the first part of the documentary, he calls in the license plate number. Yeah. Before they find the car. Yeah. And that's what they're saying is what he was doing. He found the car and he was making sure that that's whose it was. And he's like, oh, okay. But never mm-hmm. told anybody that he found it. So mm. what else had I had on here? Oh, okay. For Ryan Hillegas, he had Teresa's day planner that the defense knows was in Teresa's car when she left Stephen's trailer. Huh. So how did he get the plan- the day planner? Like she had written notes in it and they know because the phone calls that she was on the phone at the time, you know, with mm-hmm. who. And so they know it was in there for sure. And there, you can read the entire motion. Remember she had that like 700 page freaking you can read it online or I think it was 200 mm-hmm. pages. So I've read most of it, but I've read most of it about him and uh, when he first started being involved in the investigation, he lied about his name. And he lied about his relationship with her. And um, he provided maps and directed, like, the people who were searching for her. Like, and then the two people who found the RAV4, he gave them a camera. And he gave them the information to call the police. Nobody else was given that information. But he knew that they were going to be in the area where the the truck was. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Isn't that crazy? This was all in that uh, that motion. It was really interesting to read. And then he was allowed to like go onto the Avery property when it was like all closed off and stuff, and like without signing in. So they have no idea what he was doing there. Mm-hmm. They have no idea how long he was there, which makes me think that he could have been the one that planted a lot of the evidence in his trailer, like the key and you know this and that. What wasn't he in school or is it or wasn't he at the time? Wasn't he a nurse or isn't he a nurse? I think he may have been. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Because I remember after the first one, and uh, when he was really a suspect, um, 
Yeah, I remember looking at his profile, and it was saying that he was oh, a nurse. Yeah. And I thought, well, how convenient is that that somebody in that position would be able to get that type of um, like blood evidence and stuff, or he yeah. would know what kind of things to look for? Right. I don't know. Right. It's there's it also. It just seems a, like. Go ahead. No, no, no. You, you go. It it just seems <laughs> it just seems interesting that all the stuff that that seems planted was on that property that he was like having access to. And it even said at one point that he had signed in under a fake name to go in there, like to go onto the property. It just, that is bizarre. Yeah. It feels like to me that, that the cops had like a deal with him, whether or not he killed her. I think that he definitely had something going on with them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But isn't that all circumstantial? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't question me. <laughs> <laughs> Are we allowed to like give our theories without um, being sued? Can you do that? Well, I certainly can hope I, like, so. <laughs> it's just a theory. I mean, right? So I can say uh, that this is my I'm just, theory. Yeah, and we're just relaying what, what we learned in the documentary. I mean, right. that's the benefit to you know only having thirty listeners too. So exactly. <laughs> we can extrapolate whatever one we, of, want. we can say whatever we want. Who's going to hear? It? Hopefully, one of those listeners is not Ken Krantz because <laughs> that's a freaking crazy ass. <laughs> Wrong. Or this would be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear my theory? Be? I yes, want to hear. I want to hear. Yeah. Okay. So my theory is is that okay. So she she was there. Bobby saw her. He jumped in the truck, followed her down because he had that. He was a pervert. I think he went to go. I think he he intended to go rape her. I think it was just to stop there. I think because he doesn't have a good grasp of reality mm-hmm. and what's real and what's fake. Maybe he watches too many movies and he thought that he could hit her in the head with a crowbar <gasps> and she'd be okay. So he hit her in the head with a crowbar thinking that he would just knock her out and it didn't just knock her out. I think he put her in the back of his vehicle because she was bleeding. He put her in the back of his truck, called Scott, said, listen, I did something stupid, blah, blah, blah. Scott, having just brought, bought the property near where the truck was, said, bring her over here. At that point, she was probably still breathing, but unconscious and very maybe bleeding out a lot. So they bring her to Scott's property, maybe on the hopes that she will pull through. She doesn't. I think they shot her in the head twice after she died. So that it looked like maybe it was somebody else. Or that it was a hunting accident or something. Wow. Then they took her over to the gravel pits because that's public property. Maybe they burned her over there. Because if you see something in that... See, I don't know how a lot of this area works. But when... You're looking at public property and a gravel pit, maybe somewhere where there is fire stuff going on. But also Scott at his work had a incinerator. Mm-hmm. So maybe they took her body. Let's say they took her body to the incinerator. 
and then took the remaining bones that were left and then scattered them in the public property of the the gravel pit. Yeah, that would make sense. They took the truck. Okay, what are we going to do with the truck? Well, there's a junkyard that just so happens to belong to our family. If we stick it over in this area, cover it with some leaves, eventually what happens in a junkyard? This stuff gets scrapped. So maybe thinking that she would just be a missing person for a while. They were never going to find any traces of her. Now here's this truck. Or that Colson found the truck while she... Now, this is would all just be a matter of circumstance for everyone. Like, everything just kind of fell into place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hilla goes and maybe found the truck, told uh, Colson that this is the truck. Whichever way, I think they, the truck was put on the property to be destroyed. I don't think it was intended to be found. Yeah, until okay. they knew that a search party was coming. And then they said, oh, shit, we better make this found. Right. Because if it's not and it gets destroyed, then there's nothing tying them back to this property. And right. then I think they went on when they got so they were able to get the search warrant because of that truck. They went there. There was nothing there. It was completely clean except for the blood in that sink. They took that blood, put it where it was supposed to be, and then the rest of it writes itself. I don't know where, I don't know how Ryan, I really don't know how he fits into this whole thing. He might have just been, he might have just been, um, like the cop, maybe the cop led him there, which then led Ryan to lead those other two women there. Like, maybe they were like, maybe that cop said, brought Ryan in and said, is this her truck? And they snuck out onto the property. Yes, that's her truck. Okay, good. We've got it here. We need to lead someone to this spot because we can't just go onto this property. Right. And I think they released the documentary the way that they did um, to get somebody to slip up. they, They did it the way that they did it. The first one? Hopes that some, no, the second one. Because <clears throat> why release it now? Right? I right. think they released it now to get somebody to do something stupid or to slip up. Because once the, the guilt has been put on you, if you've done it, you're going to start doing dumb things. I think it's and crazy that if, if um, they did do it, if Scott and Bobby did do it, like, how can you walk around with his mom and listen to her be so upset about Brennan being in, in prison? Well, you know? Bobby can't even, he won't even go to the prison to visit him. Right. right. And Scott, in his mind, he didn't really do anything. Yeah. He's right? Just like, he was just protecting there. Bobby, I guess. Yeah. And they probably, at the time, didn't even think that, that Brennan was going to get tagged for this. They probably yeah. just thought it was all going to come down onto Stephen because he's the ex con. Yeah. Right. Who cares about that guy? But then when Brandon got pulled in, they're like, oh, well, they won't do anything because he's he has issues. Right. So they're Which, not going to did you Did you watch that whole thing? I mean, that poor kid, they yeah. had him being released, and then the state fought it, and he was not released. And then they had it oh. again, and then they, had, they took it all the way to freaking Washington, and they were like, nope, he's still in prison. Yeah. That's insane. I just don't, and what bothered me is they kept bringing up Teresa Hallbach's family, which, yeah, it's terribly sad, but 
they didn't do it. I mean, all this evidence, there's no freaking way. And Catherine Zellner was, what she did was really interesting because she like, she went and started at the beginning and just started finding all this new evidence, like, like the broken, the broken um, parking lot light that was in the back of the thing. I never even noticed that before. They never brought it up in the first one, nothing. And it was like the truck was in perfect condition before she went missing. And now this, this headlight or parking light is broken, but they never brought it up. Mm-hmm. Like what happened to it? So you guys should watch it. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when does she get to, to look through the truck? Cause she's, they're digging that out of, cause they said it's in a, it's underground, right? So they got to yeah. pull it up from underground and then she gets it. So I wonder if she has it now. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, she didn't have it during the documentary time, but they were working yeah. on it because, mm-hmm. yeah, they, I don't want to explain it because I, I know I won't do it justice <laughs> the way that they do on the documentary. But it's like the fact that they went to figure out how the truck got on the property, you know, and they also yeah. found more bones that they never mentioned during the trial. Like um, they were found outside of Avery's property and they had like cut marks on them. Mm-hmm. And that was one thing that she said was like, like deer hunters know how to, to dress the deer, like, you know, basically yeah. cut up the deer. So that's one of the big reasons she was thinking it was Scott and Bobby because they would know how to do that kind of thing. Yeah, this was not a lighthearted episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think Haunted was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, now I have to go watch Making a Murder 2. Yeah, very good. I didn't think it was going to be that good. I thought, oh, we're going to go through it and it's not going to have any new information. But she, like, freaking dug up a bunch of shit. And they they gave a lot of, they kind of dragged the other lawyers through the mud a little bit, I thought. Because there was a lot that they didn't cover. Yeah. Yeah. The um, Beauty and, uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Yeah. But, which I liked them. But now that they're kind of coming out and saying, well, this, this, and this, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's true. Why didn't they bring that up? So, yeah. You know what, though? For them, they were in a spot of coming kind of in halfway through. Because yeah. he had a different lawyer, and then he had to come in, and he got these other two lawyers. They came in halfway without even having all of the evidence. Right. And, and they, they were mainly focused on the planted, like, you know, what the police were trying to do. I think they didn't really focus yeah. on the hill of gas or Bobby's testimony or whatever. And you know, this and that. But. Yeah. And if they did do a good job where he could like, because they did such a bad job, he was able to say, my lawyer suck. I need a new one and I need a new trial. But had they done all that they were supposed to do and they brought up all that evidence, he wouldn't be able to do this. Right. Yeah. So from a, like, I'm not a lawyer, but I'm thinking that, <laughs> that first I know, I was thinking we need going, Cindy on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going into your, with your client and you're thinking, well, I can't do anything for you, but you're going to jail regardless of the evidence. But at least if we could show that we're incompetent, you yeah. can say that we're incompetent. And then right. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I, I was telling Cody, I was bitching at him about. <laughs> I'm like, you know what I don't understand is if Brendan's confession gets tossed out, wouldn't that be a mistrial? Like, I'm not a lawyer, like you said. 
But yeah. if it's if it's tossed out, they have nothing to go on. There's no evidence against him at all. I don't understand why it's so hard to get him out of prison. Well, because then that falls back on those detectives, too. Because it's obvious (sighs) that this is not the first person they've railroaded into a a confession, right? Yeah. He's going to get out of prison. They're going to have to find the actual murderer and do (laughs) stuff. (laughs) It was probably that guy that's in upstate New York. (laughs) It's a big ordeal. (laughs) Yeah. But it just seems like that detective was all too comfortable with um, uh, pressuring Brandon into making that confession, you know, like yeah, he found it very easy to get him to draw those pictures and say what he said. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't, they don't want to get him. They, they don't want him out because not Brandon so much, but Steven, because imagine the lawsuit now. Oh Yeah. Now you put me in jail twice. You yeah. owe me millions. Right. Yeah. It's all political. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> Everything sucks all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anything else? No. no I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, what? Can you hear me? <laughs> was that Jumanji? <laughs> that was like my, uh, I, uh, my little uh, connection to my headphones just like went crazy. It's doing it again. <laughs> Can you hear? I did a second ago. Yeah. It's Jumanji. Okay. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, thanks, guys. This was super fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seamless. Seamless go. again. <laughs> We're doing good. We're doing good. We're great. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. I'll talk soon. We'll talk. Uh, we'll have another episode next week, and we'll. Stay connected. We'll definitely be talking about some shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. This is my mom's podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>